Hello, beautiful people. I'm Alice Strange, and this is Magic in the Mind podcast, where psychology and spirituality intersect. Today, I am doing an update to one of my most popular episodes, episode number seven, all about spirit guides for beginners. I think now, as a person who's main source of income is helping others to connect to their spirit guides and their ancestors, I have a much clearer picture of what spirit guides are and what we need to know about them. Before we jump into that, I want to remind everyone that I'm open for readings and you can find more about that on my Instagram, the podcast Instagram, and my website. Um, Currently, the best way to contact me for readings is by reaching out through Facebook, Instagram, or email. All of those will be in the description. So now on to spirit guides. So essentially what are spirit guides? Spirit guides are, um, it's an, an entity or a being that is connected to us to help us and guide us to our greatest potential and highest good. They can be ancestors gods or goddesses, angels, archangels or guardian angels, ascended masters. And if you don't know what an ascended master is, it's like Jesus, Muhammad, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, like anybody who's reached like a high level of of enlightenment really um, can be an ascended master, Uh, any prophets, things like that. Um, But spirit guides can also be aliens. They can be your higher self. They can be familiars, uh, the fae, totem animals, and the list just goes on. There are lots of different possibilities. Um, it's thought that spirit guides operate on a higher frequency and are closer to source, the universe, pure love and light, that kind of thing. So they operate from outside of our dimension. So anything that is dedicated to you and here for your highest good and operates outside our dimension can be a spirit guide. I would say, in my opinion, this excludes deities. I will use the phrase spirit team when I'm referring to my guides and goddesses, but I don't consider deities to be spirit guides um, because they're not really here for me personally. They're not here for one person. They're here for many people. But if that's not how you feel and you consider some deities to be spirit guides, that's your personal choice and you should follow that. But know that your spirit guides are beings that are here for you. You are their sole obligation. This being said, you're meant to ask them to help you. You are not going to ask too much. Ask them to help you. I can't say this enough. Um... Many people believe your guides can't help you with anything unless you ask them for it. And they really, really want you to ask them. And really with spirit guides, you call the shots. You can set boundaries with your spirit guides. For example, if you don't want to hear messages from them in your head, just tell them and ask them to communicate in a different way. If your boundary is something that's not going to get in the way of your greatest and highest good, they will honor that. If for whatever reason you absolutely have to experience something that you don't want to, ask your guides for it to come with ease and grace. 
I truly believe that this is incredibly uncommon, and most of the time your wishes are fully embraced, but if you've asked your guides to do something a certain way and they don't, my opinion is that it's beyond their control. That means things involving karmic lessons, soul contracts, fate, destiny, those things are being brought into the situation and it's unfortunately just meant to be. It's unavoidable. I don't say this to scare anyone. <laughs> the point of bringing it up is that I just want to remind you that even if your spirit guides can't stop things from happening to you, to you, they probably can help it come easier and more gracefully. So always ask for that ease and grace, things like that. Um, so communication, when we, when we are communicating with spirit guides, when they're communicating back, what does that look like? So looking at what qualifies this communication from spirit guides, any information that you receive that comes from outside of yourself can be considered communication. Spirit guides will tap into your intuition and send you messages through whatever ways you are intuitively inclined, especially in the beginning. So things to look out for, gut feelings, or a sudden knowledge of something that you have no logical way of knowing, um, you know, or just having that gut sensation, like I just can't do this thing. Those are common ways spirit guides will give you messages. That's a common way of getting them to guide you the, the right trail, the right path without having to actually do the weird talking to each other thing. Um, so for example, you may have a deep feeling not to drive your normal commute to work. And then later you find out there was something like an accident or a blocked road that would have caused you to be late to wherever you were going. Another way spirit guides communicate is by giving you sudden great ideas. Uh, this will happen really early on in your practice with spirit guides. And usually you don't know it came from anywhere else. It just pops into your head and you're instantly happy or excited about it. Um, you might get a little obsessive over it. You might have a hard time not thinking about this wonderful idea that they gave you. Um, it's a good sign. This is a way guides help steer you toward things in your life that are going to take you further, that are going to advance you toward your goals. Another way of communicating is through synchronicities. So a synchronicity is basically anything that happens that seems to be too crazy to be just a coincidence. This can often look like repeated ideas, images, words, um, through books or friends or strangers or TVs or song, um, any way you are receiving a repeating message would be a synchronicity. Um, a common one that people talk about uh, with communication is downloads. Uh, a download is when you get messages from your spirit guides as a whole message. It very much fits the computer um, kind of metaphor. You know, rather than typing the words out word for word and thinking it through, you suddenly just get this download of an entire document of all these ideas and all these all this knowledge, this big message, right? Um, so sometimes this comes through a vision or a voice telling you, um, or just a sudden knowing. Suddenly you just know it, 
or any other player, any of the other player anythings. Spirit guides can come in dreams or visualizations in meditation. This is another one that can happen really early in your journey. Sometimes you will dream of your spirit guides long before you even start seeking out your spirit guides. And so um, as you advance, they may show up in meditations, expected or unexpected, especially if you invite them in. Another way of communicating is repeating numbers or symbols. This can be considered a synchronicity, but you can also look into the numerology or angel numbers or what that symbol means on top of just getting a number that follows you everywhere. So that's like giving it an extra bit of meaning. Um, repeated symbols and images, numbers, animals, or anything like that may be you know, if you're noticing them for the first time, this may be the same environment, the same surroundings you have every day and you just never notice. But the fact that you are noticing them now, not always, but is possibly important. That could be a sign that could be messages. You have to use discretion there for sure. So let's say, uh, for example, you hear um, a lyric in a song uh, about peace signs and you're driving in your car on your way to work and you hear that song and they talk about peace signs. Then a car passes you and it has a peace sign on the back, like on the window or whatever. And then you drive past a business on your way to work that has a peace sign in its logo. That's what it can look like. It can be simple, subtle little things like that. Um, and this can, can mean that you need to interpret that symbol, interpret that number, whatever it is. Um, you know, the, the animal, you could try and find out what the animal represents or whatever. But um, with these things, sometimes the message is just pay attention. They're just trying to get you to pay attention because um, especially if you haven't been listening, if you haven't been tuning in or you're slowly starting to build trust with them and build trust in yourself, that's very common, very common. And besides just pay attention, it can also mean they want you to know they're around. They want you to know that they're following you, that they're with you, that they care about you. So they're going to send you weird synchronicities, weird images or symbols or signs or numbers. And it's going to be like, why in the world did I see a reference to whatever the message is five times in, in the course of my day? That's kind of weird, especially if it's an obscure one. And, and they can just be saying like, hey, Hey, you see this weird thing happening? That was us. We're here. So that's that's another part. Um, divination. Divination is a great way to tap into your spirit guides and get specific guidance and answer questions from your spirit guides. So if you do any kind of divination, anything from uh, tarot and pendulums to automatic writing and bone throwing, whatever it is, whatever your divination is, you can use it to connect with your spirit guides. And I have to say, sometimes things will be a very loud message. 
a very like in your face message and sometimes it will be a very subtle message it will be a gentle feeling you may just have an inkling that turns out to be true or you may suddenly have a very intense knowing or or an emotion that doesn't come from you if you want to know what they're trying to tell you through synchronicity it may help to record your gut feelings and repeating numbers or emotions that suddenly come up or animals you're seeing really anything out of the ordinary or anything that comes up over and over this can be done in many ways the easiest one for me is having a notepad app on my phone and I can even if I'm driving I can just push a little button speech to text and it's in there um, so you want to record things like the time and place what the sign or synchronicity was any emotions that came up any feelings in your body what happened directly before what triggered this to happen what happened right after things like that so those are all good things to keep track of and and a good way to like start really see the things adding up so how do you find your spirit guides well first you have to believe you have to believe in them and you have to acknowledge it if you do not believe that you have a spiritual team you will never find them it is a self-fulfilling prophecy now doubt is okay doubt is healthy but if you make a solid effort to reach out to them and you hope you can hope for them to respond you're gonna be just fine I think the easiest way to acknowledge them is to sit in meditation and ask them to come forward maybe not the easiest way but my favorite way just sit in a meditation ask them to come forward it does not have to be fancy but it can be fancy if you want it looks different for everyone and you want to do what feels right for you always do what feels right for you especially when talking about spirit guides they are for you they are made they are they are living for you it's all about how you feel and what your intuition is saying so the meditation and talking to them um, you can light a candle or some incense and you can meditate you can approach it like a prayer if that feels right for you you can even just sit in a peaceful spot and out loud tell them that you want to meet them ask them to show you they are around whatever feels right you may get a response right away this could look like a warm happy fuzzy feeling as you meditate or a feeling of acknowledgement in your mind and body or one or the other um, you you really have to trust that it will work and you'll get a response at some point you may also not get a response right away but you, you just have to continue and to trust and reach out to them things happen in divine timing and sometimes we reach out and it's just not the right time yet so after you acknowledge them after you announce that you know they're there and you want to see them a great thing to do is to talk to them in your head or out loud during your day if something seems like a sign or a message you can immediately ask them if it was them just just immediately like, hey was that you if that was you you should do it again like that's all you have to do um, if something good happens you can say a quick thank you um, you can even just talk about your day as if you're talking to a silent observer it it doesn't have to be fancy it really doesn't and 
honestly, talking to them in any way is really great for building that foundational belief with them. Um, and they'll be happy to listen. And they would listen to you talk all day about anything or nothing. Just talk. Just talk to them. Have you ever found yourself feeling lonely or isolated in your spiritual practice? Is it hard for you to find like-minded people you can relate to and connect to? Well, let me tell you about the community Journey to Your Soul. This is an online community for people into spirituality, but not just your normal love and light, unauthentic, everyday bullshit. This is a group that includes a chat, a post feed, and scheduled Zoom meetings on a regular basis. And we talk about psychic gifts, energy healing, mediumship, star seeds, light workers, tarot readings, oracle readings, and anything else in the spiritual realm. Here's a quote about Journey to Your Soul from the leader, Barbie. This is a place about helping each other through their spiritual journey to finding God consciousness. To know that we're here and no one has to go it alone. Personally, this group has helped me so much to grow my psychic gifts, and I've even brought in new abilities such as connecting with other spirit guides and ancestors. I don't live in an area with very many spiritual people, and this community has given me a place to be my authentic self and get advice and even close friendships. I highly encourage you to check it out and become a member of Journey to Your Soul. Check out the link below in the description. Now, back to the podcast. So I keep talking about building trust. So building your trust in them. Um, Again, we're going to say doubt is okay, especially in the beginning. And that's very normal. And like I said, it's, it's healthy even, but the goal is to doubt as little as possible. You don't want to believe everything, right? Like doubt is healthy because you don't want to believe in everything. But we need to use our internal intuitive compass to figure out what resonates for us and find our own personal truth. So that's the goal, really. (laughs) Um, So another way to build that trust is to watch for and keep track of the signs and synchronicities that come up. Um, Watch for patterns. This is a major way spirit guides tend to come through for us in my personal experience. Maybe something happens at the same time, every single day. Or you see the number 43 everywhere. It just follows you, um, or any number, really. Um, Or every time you feel a certain way, you get a specific message. Um, Or you feel a physical sensation every time you hear a motorcycle go by. These are all patterns. They're obscure, they're specific and weird, but they're patterns. If you see a pattern, trust, trust that they are behind it. There is what is called healthy skepticism, where you can practice a healthy amount of curiosity and balance it with logic, but patterns aren't really likely situations in real life if it continues for a while. Um, And you're going to also need to kind of assess your internal state while this is happening and trust your intuition. Healthy skepticism should always be paired 
with a willingness to be open. It's no good to be a skeptic if you're not open. You're not going to you're not going to find them. You got to you've got to trust. You've got to be open. When you see these signs, reach out in your mind. Like make your mind call to them or say out loud that you see it and know it is them or you can ask if it is them if you don't know. Um you need to really feel into these moments because it's very possible you will feel something emotionally or even physically when you acknowledge them. And of course, if the feeling is explained by some other cause, even just embarrassment because you feel some sort of doubt, you're having a little bit of doubt there, and you're embarrassed to like talk to them, uh, that that's fine, but that's a natural human reaction. But feelings that aren't explainable should be noted in that notepad, phone, whatever it is you're noting your spirit guide messages in. So every time you see a sign or something good happens, or you end up lucky in some way, just say thank you. Gratitude is so healthy for us in general, just in general, for your mental health and, and everything. But it is essential in connecting with your spirit guides. Thank them at least every night as you go to bed for getting you through the day and ask them for help resting well. Remember, you're asking for help. Ask them for help to rest well or help with having a good day when you wake up. You want to make that connection to them as much as possible. Make it obnoxious. Make it annoying for people around you. That's a joke, but that that's how I did it. It is definitely how I did it. If you believe in the law of attraction, you already know the importance of gratitude and that gratitude brings you to a higher vibrational state. Um, and this will make connecting with your spirit guides even easier because you'll be tuned into that frequency because they're higher vibrational beings. Cool how that works. Um, so gratitude, thanking them can be, it can be really ceremonious um, or casual. You can do as much as um, an offering. You can give them something. It can be intimate. It can be serious. Um, but it can also be like just a casual conversation. It can be funny. And you can do it out loud or in your mind. I would say all of these are out loud or in your mind. Um, out loud is always best, just in my opinion, because um, it reaffirms to yourself. It's it, when we speak our words. <laughs> okay, when we speak, our words are very important. They're very important. They there's a reason that there are words involved in spells, um, as Chloe Taylor would always say. It's called spelling for a reason. It's called spelling because words are spells. I love that quote. So, like I said, it can be intimate and serious. It can be casual, just like talking to somebody else in the room. It can be like a joke. Um, and it can be out loud. It can be in your mind. But the more you do these things, the more they'll become a part of your life. And they will become a part of your life. Um, something you can do to get the ball rolling, kind of um, 
make it a little easier for you. I, it, it made it easier for me. This is what I did. And it's, we've talked about it before, but it's called Assign a Sign. So in case you haven't heard about this, this is when you reach out, in this case, <laughs> you can reach out to your spirit guides and tell them you want a specific sign every time XYZ happens. My examples is if I see a specific number repeated in a row two or more times, I know that I'm doing the right thing or I'm on the right path. And generally they are just with me and approve of what is happening. It has been incredibly helpful in my spiritual practice and a serious game changer. You can choose any sign you want. Repeating numbers are an easy one because they're everywhere. Clocks, uh, license plates, uh, bank accounts, like everything, everything has numbers in this world. Um, but it can also be a specific word. You know, you can tell them every time I hear this word, I'm going to know you're reaching out to me. Um, and then that word will pop up um, when when they're trying to reach out to you. Um, maybe a specific animal or representation of that animal, a picture on TV, the actual animal, all of those things can be a sign that you would assign to your guides. Um, and you also get to assign the meaning of what the sign is. Uh, so my meaning of basically on the right path, pretty simple, pretty basic, but it can be literally anything you want. You can choose anything in the world. Um, it's your spirit guides, it's your life. You get, you call the shots. And then the most important thing is to remain open, be open and be willing to grow. Signs are different for everyone. Um, you may see in your mind's eye, uh, you know, seeing in your head, you may only see colors or you could see a specific image. You may hear something in your head or specific words may stick out to you from a song or a conversation or even written words, an email, anything. Um, you can just be reading it and, and suddenly that word just pops out. It seems very important and you don't know why. It's probably your spirit guides. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Um, if you're getting feelings or emotions that are not coming from you, and this you've got to be careful with being an empath if you're an empath you probably have had other people's emotions kind of come into you um, adopting that emotion and that's not a spirit guide that's being an empath um, but if you're alone or especially in meditation trying to connect to them um, or if everyone in the room around you is really happy and chill and then you get like this really angry feeling that might be a sign. Who knows? They, they're different for everyone. You may feel nudges in the right direction or what I like to call internal pokes uh, because to me it feels like someone's inside my head or my brain and pokes me in the head every time I need to pay attention to something. It's, it's like an internal jab to the front of the skull like pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. That's weird. I know it's weird. That's okay though. That's just how it works for me. Um, and this is all going to depend on your psychic abilities, your intuition, wh whatever clairs you're 
attuned to, you know, whatever it is. Everybody's different. So, you know, when you figure out what your particular method is for connecting, that's yours in years alone. Um, it's a very special thing. But overall, in whatever way they reach out, trust it. Trust it. You know, maybe you assigned a sign and you see it, but you're having trouble trusting it. Ask for them to do it again. <laughs> and like, I mean, sure, like maybe if you ask five times in a row, it's going to get kind of annoying. But if you're genuinely not sure, you know, maybe I see one of my numbers uh, that I've assigned and there it's just repeated twice. It's two in a row, the same digit. I, I have in the past often do say, hey, guys, I saw that. If that was you, send me another one. And you know what? Sometimes I don't get another one. And then I'm like, okay, it wasn't them. That's fine. Um, but, you know, because in life we just run across things. Um, but if it was them, I, you guarantee you I'm going to see another repeating number. And usually it's in like three or four digits. It, they get a little more intense. <laughs> um and that's not across the board. That's specifically just my spirit guides. They like, they're very sassy. They're very sassy. I know we talked about meditation and visualization just briefly, but they are great ways to reach out to your guides and to continue, continue your relationship with them. Um, if you want to do this on your own and you already have a meditative practice, you can simply go into meditation with a very clear mind, go to a safe space, whatever that is, just like a visualization of your happy place or inner temple or whatever it is um, that you do. And I mean, it, it could be just be floating in blackness. Like maybe you're not big on visualization. Floating in just infinite darkness can be your safe space. That's up to you. That is up to you. And just ask to meet one of your guides. Just ask. And then sit and wait and feel out your body and feel out the emotions and listen and trust and just just feel it out and and also try to go in with absolutely zero expectations don't force anything because if you so badly want to see a specific ancestor or a specific type of animal you relate to or whatever you could end up visualizing that thing rather than seeing your guide. And that's a real problem. Also, I will say it's common for guides to show up as shadows or silhouettes or some kind of disguised, maybe just a ball of light, whatever it is. Um, that's how my guides came to me at first. They were just the shape of people, but kind of smoky, shadowy silhouettes. And I believe they did this for me specifically because they didn't want to shock me or show me too much all at once. And as I built my relationship with each of them, they began showing me themselves in actual visual ways. And then, you know, more guides came through and, and you just need to trust whatever comes through is what you're meant to have at that time. They're going to, they're, they're there for your highest good. And whatever comes through is what's meant to happen. Um, 
as long as you're being open and not expecting too much, uh, wanting so badly to see something um, specific. You, you want to leave it open, wide open. And you know, it's possible that a guide may come through just as a feeling of warmth or a colored cloud. Just trust it, trust it and use every sense you have to experience it. Not just sight or sound, but feel, smell, taste, emotion, like physical, everything, everything. You wanna, you wanna try all of it and record your experiences. If it becomes a regular thing, if you're doing it a lot, you can adopt the Book of Shadows approach and just start, or if you don't like that term, just journal. Journal about your meditations with your spirit guides and you will be amazed when you go back to look at them later and see how it started. It's crazy. It's crazy for me to be able to go back and see when all of that started. And I, I would love for everybody to be able to have that experience. But I will say, if you're not a regular meditator, um, if you don't have a regular practice, or you would rather just have some help for your first few times around, YouTube has some really, really good guided meditations for meeting your spirit guides. In the original episode, I picked one um, that I like, and I will post it in the description again, uh, but feel free to try a bunch of others as well. Not everybody likes the same kind of meditations. That's why there's so many of them available. And sample, why not? So just a couple things to note. When you're communicating with spiritual beings, grounding and protection are things you need to consider. I would say this mainly applies when you're meditating and reaching out to them because you're opening yourself up to the spiritual and asking for a spirit to come through. And it's not 100% of the time 100% safe, especially if you're inexperienced, um, if you don't know what you're looking for, if you're reaching out for the first few times and don't have protections set in place, um, these things may help you. So grounding is always a must. It's always a must and you'll never get away from it. You might as well embrace it uh, because you never want to put yourself out there spiritually without grounding first. I just, I just can't stress to you how important it is to ground even just in your daily life for your mental health the mental health benefits are incredible and if you don't know how to ground you can find grounding meditations on youtube you can do a quick google about it and get some great information also i've written my own grounding meditation that i'm going to be recording soon and releasing on youtube let me know if you want me to release it as an episode of the podcast. I would be happy to do that. I just don't know if anybody will want that. Because I'd like to really share the method that I've come up with to ground myself. Um, and and the, the meditation would be grounding yourself deep into the earth and then opening yourself up to spirit in a very safe way. Um, the people in Journey to Your Soul, the online spiritual community that I'm a moderator of, I do meetings with the people there and people are getting pretty insistent that I get this done so they can use it later on their own. 
okay, enough about me, enough about me. Keep an eye out for it. It might come out on the podcast. I might just announce it in an episode. We'll see. If you have strong feelings about it, let me know in the in the stuff down there or in my email or in my Instagram, whatever it is. Anyways, grounding meditations, grounding, very important. And when I say grounding in the mental health sphere, a lot of people think like feet in the grass or in the dirt. And that's great. That's a good way to ground, but you don't have to. You can be in a 10th floor apartment and ground yourself. And and a grounding meditation is going to do that for you just fine. It will walk you right through it. You don't have to be touching ground to ground. So speaking of protection, if you're part of a spiritual practice, a spiritual tradition that casts circles or does similar equivalent Uh, protection methods, that is a good option. That's a good way to protect. Even if you aren't part of a spiritual tradition that does that, you can look up how to cast a protection circle and use that method. It's not a closed practice. Anyone can use the method or at least start there if you're unsure of where else to start. Um, It's a good idea to cleanse the area you'll be working in anytime you contact spirits in general, anytime you're making spirit contact, cleanse that area. We've done a whole episode on uh, cleansing. It was episode 16. Um, and, and there are many ways to cleanse. And it's a long episode. I talk a lot about many different ways to cleanse. But I'm, real quick summary, we'll go through. Um, you often see people using smoke, smoke cleansing. A lot of people will grow, the, like I grow my own sage and I harvest the sage as it gets older and I bind them into bundles and I burn them and, and I smoke cleanse with my own sage. It is garden sage. There are other herbs for cleansing that you can burn like rosemary or cedar, uh, juniper, lavender, or any combination of any of those. You can just find one that you like. Another one I've seen is rose petals, you know, like whatever it is, make it look pretty if that's what you like, but plants, uh, Palo Santo is another good one. That's, uh, you know, smoke cleansing. Uh, in episode 16, I give you a recipe on how to make your own cleansing spray. Um, there are also lots of cleansing sprays that you can buy online and use. So cleansing sprays, just spritzing the air and letting it settle, that's a good way to cleanse. Crystals can also be used to cleanse, um, as well as just energy cleansing, just using your energy to push out the stuff. But if you don't know how to do that, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not that common when it comes to cleansing. But, uh, oh, you can also use sound cleansing. Sound cleansing, um, playing singing bowls or shamanic drums uh, while you're meditating with your guides, that's a great thing to do. You're cleansing the whole way through. Very nice, very nice. Set the intention, remember, with any of these, smoke cleansing, spray cleansing, crystals, and sound, all of them, you want to set the intention, you want to state, you want to tell yourself, This is going to keep me safe. This is going to drive away negative energy, negative entities, and I will be safe, protected, and cleansed in this practice, in this meditation, whatever it is. And I wouldn't say you need to do protection every time 
for forever as as you get closer and get to know your spirit guides you'll have a connection and they will be reached far more easily far easier once you've connected to them it's it's kind of like a tether uh once you get to know them really well you can almost just like summon their energy um and i assure you you can get there you can get there it's i'm i'm not special <laughs> i'm not some guru i'm i just practice i've just practiced a lot this will kind of look like like not having to just open yourself up and see what comes after a lot of practice your bond grows you get you bond and you will need less protection less preparation on the go communication will become possible lots of great things and that's why you need to talk to them constantly anytime something pops up anytime you think of them mention them out loud or or to them talk to them not just thinking about them but kind of like reaching out in your mind you know what i mean um and altogether the best thing to do is just make all of these things everything we've talked about make it a regular practice try to do it every day make it a habit like i said make it obnoxious do it all the time <laughs> the more you do it the more these things will work for you they will seem awkward and clunky and weird at first but the more you push, the more you try, the more you experiment. Don't be afraid to experiment, you know, in safe ways, of course. But maybe there's something I didn't mention in this podcast, but you try it and that is a good way that you, you can contact your guides. Fucking wonderful. Great. Good for you. You found your own path. That's wonderful. That's the point. It's the whole point of life, right? So do it more practice it and when things don't feel aligned with you you've practiced and you've you've done for a while and things don't really fit there's wiggle room wiggle around figure something out find what does work and leave the rest that's that's all all it is all of all of this is about that and there are ways to thank your spirit guides and make them happy and of course this will help your relationship with them um the first thing to do would be to ask them up front what you can do to make them happy um they may have a specific particular thing they want you to do or want from you so asking is the most respectable thing you can do but of course if you ask you know early on in your journey and and you're not really bonded that great, but you ask and you don't get any feelings, you don't get any images in your head, voices, sounds, ideas. If you get nothing, then then there are some generic things. Generic examples would be, one of them would be keeping details about them private. You know, you can talk about spirit guides, but you don't want to describe them in detail and talk about your relationship. And how you met and then all that stuff like I do in the original episode seven or whatever it was of this podcast anyway keeping details about them private don't blast it on a podcast like I did my spirit guides didn't care but like some of them will some spirit guides will care and 
you know, I was lucky mine didn't care. I did check with them previous to actually telling everybody just don't don't follow suit. Don't don't I'm not leading by example. Cuz cuz there will be guides that don't want you to share details about them. Um but mine really don't care. And others will have that preference, but whatever. You can always try offering things like you would to a deity, like alcohol, food, um, making an altar for them specifically. Acts of service are my favorite type of offering. I love acts of service. And um, that will probably always be my favorite my favorite way to give a offering to anybody, anything. Um, just spend time with them. <laughs> just spend time with them. Uh, this can be done in meditation where you go and try and meet your guides. Or if you have met your guides, go and just sit with them. Go and ask them questions, even if they don't answer. Go and just stare at each other. <laughs> and... and you know, that's like a lot of just like spirit guides that you don't know a lot about. That's kind of the reality of it. Um, but if you're working with an ancestor, you can spend time researching family history. If your guides include angels, you can spend time researching and learning about that angel in whatever way is accessible to you. Even just thinking about them often is really great. You know, if you can't sit in a half hour meditation or whatever, um, to spend time with them, you know, thinking about them often, talking to them, or just reaching out and saying like, hey guys, hope I have a good day. Can you help me with that? Thanks. You know, it's like, it's almost like asking for something is, is doing a favor for them as well as yourself, because they really truly want you to ask for help. They want you to ask for help. And people just don't. People just don't. So that's, yeah, facts right there. Just their whole sole purpose is to guide you. And you're not bothering them. You're not bothering them. They have nothing to do but protect and guide you. And it, it makes no sense to think that asking them for help when that's what they want to do is going to bother them. So you're not bothering them. Stop thinking that. <laughs> uh, seek them out. Seek them out, you know, just as it feels right or just as often as possible. Like I said, make it a habit. Um, it's like a muscle that you have to work and train in order to use and strengthen so that you can better bring them into your life. And like a muscle, the more you use it, the more results you'll see. But yes, that is everything I have to say about spirit guides and what you need to know as a beginner about spirit guides. I will say again, my readings are open. One of my the most popular reading that I do is guiding people to find their spirit guides. Um, using a little bit of tarot cards to like tap into the energy, get some answers for you on or just general guidance. And then I can go in and meet your spirit guides and sometimes i can see them and i will tell you what they look like sometimes i can talk to them and i will tell you their name i will tell them or tell you what they want tell you 
the things that they've been trying to tell you all along you haven't been getting and how to figure out how to not miss those messages. You know, that's that's what I'm here for. That is what I'm here for. I also do specialize in ancestors as well. Even if an ancestor is not a spirit guide, I am very often able to reach them, get a hold of them, and help you talk to your past loved ones. Um, even past loved ones that are so far past that you don't even remember them or know them or any of that. Um, that's what I do. So the topic of spirit guides is I'm passionate about it. And um, I'm glad that you came, listened to this episode. I'm glad you want to learn about spirit guides. And I guess that's really all I have to say. Um, if you would like services from me, any of my social media platforms, find me, reach out. My email, all of the ways will be down in the description of the episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, then it'll be in the description of the video. Please don't hesitate to reach out and remember, be well, be kind, and may your curiosity for this world never fade.